name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Today we gather in Jesus' name. Let's pray. God, we come before you today the only way we can come before you. Not of our own power, not of what we bring to you, but because we believe that we are shaped and are being shaped in the likeness of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we approach you today, and we even approach you with confidence because you told us we could. We approach you with confidence because we come before you in the name of our Savior, in the name of the one who makes us today, in the name of the one who is, who was, and who is still to come. We come before you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Names mean something. And language means something. The old question, what would Jesus do, might better fit into the end of 2022 now that we begin this new year today on 2023. The old question, what would Jesus do, might better work today, what would Jesus say? Or perhaps even more specific to our command to love one another, a good leading question for our future as a church in this strange world might even be more specifically, would Jesus say that to his neighbor? Language seemed to have gone pretty south in 2022. Can I get an amen? Mm, mm, mm. What if one of our commitments during 2023 is to clean up our language? That probably should begin with our thoughts. Not just our language, but our thoughts, our hearts, our minds. Our thoughts, our hearts, our minds, and thus our language, is often being polluted right and left all around us. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Would Jesus say that to his neighbor? But what we say is a reflection of who we are. And who we are begins with your name. You meet someone. What's your name? Why do we ask that? Why, why do we start there? What's your name? Do you know that most of the time when we meet someone and we ask, what's your name? We tell them, and what's your name? We don't remember their name. We meet someone, we got to know them. What's her name? I don't remember. There's a book called The Lost Art of Listening that explains why that is. Explains why that is when you meet someone, hi, I'm so-and-so, what's your name, tell you, and you forget. It's because nine times out of ten, we're already on to the next thing. We're rehearsing the next question in our minds. What's your name? You know, Rolf. 
Nice to meet you, Rolf. Where are you from? We're already on to where are you from instead of just really stopping and listening. What's your name? I want to know your name. And so if you're not thinking about the next thing, it's easier to latch on. What's your name? And so meet Jesus today. I know not for the first time for most of us, but really listen to the name of Jesus. Really listen. The name of Jesus. What does that name mean, Jesus? It has a lot of different backgrounds. Originally, Yeshua, Joshua, the name quite literally means the Lord saves. This thing not working, Sarah. There it is. Did you do that or did I do that? Okay. Okay. Name Joshua means the Lord is salvation. It went from Hebrew to Greek to Latin. It wound up Jesus. But ultimately what this means is the Lord is salvation. Saving. Saves us. Well, what is God saving us from? Half the time we probably don't even know. We don't even realize all the work that God is doing saving our lives. Not to make the obvious comparison here, but how many times, especially if you're a parent, you know, do you reach down and grab your child for something that they're about to do that kept them from falling off of something or getting onto something or touching something that they're not supposed to? The name Jesus begins with, the Lord is salvation. But the other name is not quite a name, so we can go to the next one. Thank you, Sarah. Jesus' last name is not Christ. Right? You know, I know that we hear that a lot, but it's more appropriately Jesus the Christ. That's the Greek. Hebrew would be the Messiah. Same thing. Christ, Messiah, same thing. You know what it means? It means the anointed one. It's the one who has been anointed by God. Now, in the history of God's people, there were lots of Christs. There were lots of Messiahs before Jesus. It was just someone who was anointed. David was anointed. Thus, he was one of an anointed one. But he wasn't the anointed one. This is why we continue to call Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. This is the one who was anointed by God. That's why the baptism in the river by John the Baptist was so important in the story of Jesus' life because it was a physical time where we say we are acknowledging that this is the Christ, that this is the Messiah. Uh, the next one, Jesus is often in Scripture called Son of God. That this is not a an anointed one in the same sense that anointed ones had come to the people before. That this is not a king as we think of kings. This is not just a shepherd like we think of shepherds. This is the Son of God. But this is the great thing about the Gospels and having four of them. Sometimes Jesus is called Son of God and sometimes Jesus is called, next one, Son of Man. 
Jesus. Which is it? Exactly. Yes. The answer is yes to that question. Jesus is the Son of God. And you know what Son of Man literally means in like old Hebrew philosophy? It just means man. Person. So Jesus is Son of God, the incarnation of the living God, and a man, one of us. You know, so too, the old song was popular when I was in college, what if God was one of us? Well, Joan, he was. He was one of us. That's the beauty of this story, is that we do not serve a God who looks at us from a distance from the clouds, you know, throwing down lightning bolts on one day and blessings on another day. It's not the way God works. Instead, God comes and joins us, and this is why we call Jesus Son of God. It's why we also call Jesus Son of Man. Next one is one of my favorite ones, uh, Emmanuel. And I don't know, lately, and, and by lately, I mean maybe in the last 20 or 30 years, Emmanuel just seems really important. It again follows up this Son of God and Son of Man idea that to say Jesus is our Emmanuel, it means God with us, that God is with us. And so every time we read this, especially during the Christmas season where Jesus is named Emmanuel, it speaks to where we are right now. Emmanuel, God is with us. That one's been my favorite for a while. This one's my favorite one today. Alpha and Omega. This is one that comes out of the book of Revelation. Um, for those of you who um, didn't study Greek or pledge a fraternity or a sorority, it's from the Greek alphabet. Alpha's the first one. Omega is the last one. Quite simply put, if you want to talk about time and beyond time, we start the story of Jesus at the very beginning. And Jesus is going to go past the end. Everything we think of in our own ideas of, of time as linear starts here, ends here. You know, an event started this, ended here. We tend to think of life this way as well. Starts here, ends here. So what Jesus does in being called Alpha and Omega is that it not only says, if you have start here and end here, Jesus is there at your start and there at your ending, but what Revelation does in context there, especially in the first two chapters, is that it expands out beyond what we think of as time borders. Alpha and Omega, and it's bigger than that because Jesus was before Alpha and Jesus will be after Omega. That's why Revelation also calls Jesus the one who is, so here, but he's the one who was and way before we can even think of was, and is to come way beyond what we can think of beyond time. And so this is one of those, if you like to sit around and think about these kinds of things, this is a good name to think about because it'll keep you thinking. But don't just think. This is, see, this is one of the places that we've kind of painted ourselves into philosophical corners in the past. 
Let's think about this. Camp out in it for a while. Actually be here. Be with the Alpha and the Omega. Because you know what happens? You know what happens when you spend time with Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who's before the beginning and after the end? You know what happens? You start to see the world and your life as bigger than just present-day circumstances that often tend to probably over-worry us sometimes. The thing about coming today in the name of Jesus into this new year is that hopefully, not only this one, but all of them, we can see this as bigger than just our present circumstances. And then... Uh, This one's not my favorite one today, but it probably is going to be tomorrow. Because the holidays are going to kind of officially start coming to an end tomorrow. People are going to start going back to work. The new cycle is going to get going again. And we're going to need tomorrow Jesus our Prince of Peace. And I don't think I have to say any more than that. So today, get ready for tomorrow and come be with Jesus, the Prince of Peace. There are a few more. I don't know if these are names, but I just thought they were worth mentioning. Uh, Bread of Life. Just, Just hear these. You don't have to do anything with them, but just these are things that Jesus has called. Uh, The Word, that means so much. I mean, what's the first thing in Scripture as God comes in in Genesis 1? What's the first thing God does? Speaks. So to call Jesus the Word, and then another one that's just irresistible is Jesus the Good Shepherd. Again, I'll just leave that one out there. There's so many other ways that we come to understand Jesus. There are so many ways that Jesus is described in Scripture. If you're one of those who reads through the Bible quite a bit, go through the New Testament this year. And just look for the ways that Jesus is described. Again, but not as a way to gather information, but as a way to be with Jesus. With Jesus, the one who saves. Okay, next slide, please. Jesus, the one who saves, the Christ, the anointed one, the one who is, today. Same today as yesterday when he was, same as tomorrow, the one to come. Let us celebrate on this day our lives together in Jesus, from the very beginning of time until the end of the world as we know it. God is with us. And so let us endure And as we endure, we can do so in peace.
For Jesus, our Messiah, is the Son of God, the Prince of Peace. That's true today, and it will be true tomorrow as well. Amen.